heavenly message coming through the word of God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, Jesus, the savior of the whole world. Believe and receive this message now in Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly message coming through the word of God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, Jesus, the savior of the whole world, believe and receive this message now, in Jesus' name, Amen. Welcome to Heavenly Message. I'm glad that you are here to hear this message from above. I want to tell you this is not by mistake that you are listening to the Word of God right now. It is a word for the moment, for you. And I pray that as you hear the word of God, you will be attentive and receptive to his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, thank you for this opportunity to hear from you, Lord. This is your word to us. This is an opportunity to hear from you, Father. I ask you that as many that will hear your word right now, that you will give them the grace to accept this word into their life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in to this channel, to this broadcast, or to this message. I have that this great opportunity from God, this grace God has given me to share this heavenly message this moment. And I want to be talking about a message I titled God's Saving Grace and Man's Acting Faith. God's Saving Grace and Man's active faith or acting faith. Friend, the grace of God has appeared to all men from heaven to every mankind here on earth. The grace of God has appeared to us and we must 
act through our faith to this grace of God. This saving grace of God. This is the message this morning. Or wherever you are. Here. It's morning. We want to take our test. From the book of. Ephesians. I'm going to take my test from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 8. Listen as I read. Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Hallelujah. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Praise God. That is it. Grace, God's saving grace to man, and mass acting faith. God's saving grace is for the whole world, for every mankind. It is for every mankind, man and woman alike. It is for you and it's for me. This saving grace of God. I'd like to take you to the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 11. Titus, chapter 2, in verse 11. I read, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared to all men. Did you hear that? For the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared to all men. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. To all men. This grace has appeared to all men. To you and I. This saving grace of God. Friends. This grace has appeared to you. This grace has appeared to me. To everyone. What is this saving grace? Of God. What do I mean by the saving grace of God? Publicly, saving grace means 
the undeserved China from God to man. The undeserved China from God to man. Undeserved China. It's like a lifeline that will be thrown from God to man. A lifeline. You know what is a lifeline is? A lifeline is like a China that you can go through and you, are, and, and, and you have life. So, when we talk about the saving grace of God, we are talking about the, the China. And this China, we don't deserve it. That's why I say it is undeserved China. From God to man. Or it is the unmerited link from God to man. This link has been thrown from God to us, to mankind. It's like somebody in a way or in a pit and he needed to go out from that pit. But he cannot because the way is deep. The pit is deep and he cannot climb out of that pit. What does the person need? He needs a china to get out of that pit. He needs a rope, for example, that he can use, you know, to climb out from that pit. And somebody needs to throw that rope to him. Somebody needs, you know, to, 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 to help him get out of that pit by throwing that rope. That rope becomes a china. That rope becomes a link between the person in the pit and the person outside the pit that wants to help him or her in the pit. Hallelujah. This is what we are talking about. God's saving grace and man's acting faith. Hallelujah. So, this is what grace, saving grace of God means. The undeserved China from God to man. It is the unmerited link from God to man. We don't merit it, but it has been given to us from God to, to us. From heaven to, to man here on earth. Hallelujah. This channel link from God must be accepted and received by man before we can have peace with God. It's just like the, the, the person in the pit that has been thrown this rope so that he can climb out of this out of this pit. This person must accept this rope, must Take hold of this channel, this link, this rope, so that he can get out of the pit. But if he refuses to grab this rope, if he refuses to take this channel, he will remain there and die there in the pit. Hallelujah. So this China, this China that the Lord has sent, God has given to us from above must be accepted by us as mankind 
before we can have peace with God. Underline the word peace. Peace with God. It is really sad to know that we are not at peace with God. If we had not, if we have not accepted this grace, this saving grace of God, we are not at peace with Him. We are going to see later in this in this message why we do not have peace with God if we have not accepted, if we have not believed and accepted this grace that He has sent to us. Hallelujah. But when we ask, what is this channel? Or who is this channel that we are talking about? Who is this link that can bring us peace to God? That can make peace between God and we humans? Who is this peace? Who is this link? I would like to know this link. I would like to know this China. I would like to know this grace that can make me to be at peace with my God, my Creator. Hallelujah. I'd like us to go to the book of John. The book of John, chapter 1. I like to read from verse 1 to 5. I am the true vine. I'm reading from, sorry, I'm reading from John chapter 1. Yes, from verse 1 to 15. Other, sorry, 1 to 5. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Verse 5. And the light shined in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Hallelujah. Who is this channel? Who is this link? What is this Saving grace all about. I just read to you John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. You saw the mention of somebody in verse 1 say, In the beginning was the word. Who is this word that was in the beginning? The beginning of the word. The creation, he was the word. In the beginning, he was the word. And this word was with God. And this word 
was God. The world I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the, 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 the world that we are living in. I'm talking about the world, W-O-R-O-D, the world. W-O-R-O-D, the world. He said, in the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and the world was God. So the world was God himself. So who is this world? This world is what we are talking about when we refer to the saving grace, the China, the link. Look at it, verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Look at verse 4. In him was life. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the light was the light of man. Who is this channel? Look at verse 10. In that same John chapter 1. Let's read verse 10. He was in the world. Now, the word here now is the word that we are living in. W-O-R-O-L-D. He was in the world. Who? The word was in the world. Hallelujah. In verse 10, he was in the world. And the word was made by him. Who is this China? Who is this link from heaven to the earth. It was in the world. I can remove that word and put earth. Because we are in on earth. The earth also is the word. So I can say he was on earth. And the word was made by him. The earth was made by him. And the word knew him not. The earth knew him not. He came to his home and his own received him not. So, he was here and he came. And we received him not. But as many as received him, to them, he gave him power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Who is this China? Who is this link? Who is this grace? By which we have peace with God. Hallelujah. Look at verse 14. That's in John chapter 1. Look at verse 14. And the word, W-O-R-O-D, was made flesh. Hallelujah. And the word was made flesh. The word, W-O-R-O-D. I'm not talking about the word we are living in. I'm talking about the word. This China, this link was made flesh. Remember, this word was God. According to the, the, the in, in verse 1, everything was made by him. And the word was made flesh. Verse 14. And dwelt among us. He dwelt among us. He was here on earth. He was here on earth. He was made flesh like you and I. 
we are flesh and blood. He was made flesh and blood and dwelt among us. And we bear his glory, the glory as of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Who is this China we are talking about? Who is this link that we are talking about? I just gave you a description of this link, a description of this China. But let's see the book of Matthew. Let's really know what or who is really this China. What is his name? We've seen that he was in the beginning with God. And he was God and everything was made by him. Nothing was made without him. Everything was made by him. And we are told in John that he became flesh and dwelt among us. Hallelujah. But who is this China? What is his name? Who is this grace, this saving grace from God to man? Look at Matthew chapter 1. I'd like you to read Matthew chapter 1. Let me read from verse 18 to 23. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall bring forth a son. Verse 21. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. For he shall save his people from their sins. And now all this was made, I mean it was done. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, "23, behold, a virgin shall be with a child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted is, which being interpreted is God with us. Hallelujah, God with us." Remember in John, we were told that he was God. He became flesh and dwelt among us. 
Emmanuel, God with us. So, who is this channel? His name is Jesus. As we, we have seen in, in Matthew chapter Chapter 1, verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. That's why he came. So, who is this China? Who is this saving grace of God to man? Who is this link from heaven to man? Uh, from heaven to man? His name is what? Jesus. He came to save us from our sins. Hallelujah. Remember our topic says, God's saving grace and mass acting faith. This is a two-way two two thing. Grace and faith. Grace and faith. Grace from God, faith from man. Grace from God, Faith for man. God has done his part. It is not left for us to do our part. He has brought us already. This grace, 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to this earth. He became flesh. He dwelt among us. He went to the cross and died. And after three days, he rose again. So, God's part has been made, has been played. And now is our part. The acting faith. Hallelujah. I pray that as you are hearing this word right now, if you have not yet made that active faith, if you have not yet taken that active part, that active act, active action of yours you will do that today in jesus name this is the opportunity for without that we have no peace with god because he became god and dwelt among us he became flesh and dwelt among us so that he can save us from our sins for these sins is what will make us want to be at peace with God. But thank God He had come and has already paid the penalty for the sins. It is not left for us to accept Jesus into our life. So Jesus is this channel of grace from God to man. I like us to look at John chapter 3, verse 16. Look at it. Trying to establish to you that Jesus is the Savior of the whole world. He came to, 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 to mankind, not just to anybody or to a particular people. He came for the whole world. John chapter 3, verse 16. John chapter 3, verse 16. Look at what it says there. It says, for God so loved the world. Because of God's love, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
Hallelujah. She will not perish, but have everlasting life. So Jesus is the saving grace from above to mankind. To mass responsibility is to believe and receive this channel of grace from God. That is our responsibility. And a lot of us have failed in this responsibility. A lot of us have refused to take this responsibility. It's just like a person in the pit that have been thrown the lifeline, have been thrown the rope. He had betrayed the rope and said, hold this rope and come out from that pit. Take this rope, accept this rope and climb out of that, out of that pit. And the man said, no, I'd rather die in this pit. This is shameful. This is shameful and it's surprising for a man to say, that is, he wants to die in the pit when he had the opportunity to be saved, to be alive. By just holding that rope and climbing out. You want to say the man is a foolish person. The person is foolish. But what will make him to say no to that lifeline? That have been thrown to him. What is holding him? When he has the power to hold this lifeline and climb out, what is distracting him? When he had this opportunity to grab this lifeline and come out before he died. But remember, he cannot continue. In that pit, a day is coming that he will die there because he has refused to take up that channel and climb out of the pits. He will die there one day. So he had, he must take hold of this lifeline, this channel, this link, and come out before it is, it is too late. Hallelujah. He must, as a matter of urgency, he must. So it is our responsibility to believe and accept this channel of grace from God. Jesus is the channel of grace from God to man. He was he is the one that, that, that will bring us peace that had already brought peace from heaven to us. That peace will be accomplished only and only if only we can play our part. But by accepting Jesus into our life, this grace, this unmerited grace of God, into our life. So, Jesus is the peacemaker here. 
He came to make peace, to bring us to God, to make us to be at peace with God. I want us to see Ephesians. Where we took our test from Ephesians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2. I'll read from verse 14. From verse 14. For he is our peace. Jesus, for he is our peace. Who hath made both one. And at broken down the middle wall of partition between us. He's talking about God and man. God and man. Jesus is the mediator. He is the peacemaker. He is the one that stood in the middle and said, Now, man, God, we are not the same together. We are peace now. Hallelujah. This is so wonderful. This is so wonderful. Look at it again. Ephesians 2.14 For he is our peace who hath made both one. This is peace. And hath broken down the middle wall partition. Be the middle wall partition between us. There is a middle wall partition between man and God which is our sin. This is what separates us from our God. But Thank God, thank God, thank God. He brought Jesus. He gave us this channel of grace so that this war of partition can be broken. Hallelujah. It can be broken. Look at verse 15. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandment, the enmity having abolished in his flesh, the enmity, even the love, commands, commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twin one new man. So making peace, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body. By the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and he came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is so wonderful. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is so wonderful. Jesus hath brought peace between God and man. He made this possible when he died on the cross and paid the penalty. The penalty for our sins. He went to the cross. He shed his blood. He died and after three days he rose again. This is how he made the peace. This is how he accomplished the peace. By his own blood. In his own flesh. This is love. That is why the Bible says in John 3.16 For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son. Friends, what are we still waiting for? What are you still waiting for? Why don't you accept this lifeline right now? Why don't you accept this grace of God right now? This saving grace of God right now? Who had made peace already? Who had brought peace already? Just left for us to accept it. Hallelujah. I'd like us to look at First Peter. First Peter chapter 3 verse 18. I read First Peter chapter 3 verse 18. For Christ also had once suffered for sins. The just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you seen what Christ has done? He suffered for sins. He was here on earth 2,000 years ago. He suffered for our sins. In him there was no sin, but he carried the sins of the old world. He carried your sin, carried my sin. He suffered for sin. The just, he was just, but he was for, for us who were unjust, that he might bring us to God. And he was put to death in the flesh and quickened by the Spirit when he rose from the dead. Hallelujah. So our sin is the middle wall of partition between God and man. Thank God Christ destroyed this wall by his own blood. He destroyed the wall. There is no wall anymore. There is no wall. There is no middle wall partition between us and God anymore. There is a free access right now. But you have to accept this grace before you have this free access. Just like that man, see, I'm still making a reference to the man in the pit. The man must, or less the man, or less and only if the man can, can take hold of that lifeline and climb out, that he will be saved, that he will not die. Unless that, nobody will go down the pit and bring him up. Nobody. Because the lifeline is already there for him to be saved. But he has refused to, to, to accept it. Hallelujah. So the access has been made by Christ. But it is left for us to accept it. So we are talking about the China, the grace. The grace of God. Hallelujah. This is the time. If you have not accepted Christ into your life. Do not tarry anymore. Don't wait anymore. This is the opportunity. Hallelujah. I like us to read the book of Romans, chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Look at what God is telling us here. Romans chapter 5, in verse 8. Look at what God is telling, telling us here. 
But God commended his love toward us in that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. He commended his love toward us. In that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Is that, is, is that not so amazing? This is so amazing. Look at Ephesians. Once again, chapter 2, verse 16. This is so amazing. Chapter 2, verse 16. So amazing. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross. Having slain the enmity thereby by the cross. He paid the penalty for our sin by his own blood. This is so so wonderful. This is love. Colossians. Look at Colossians. Look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 22. Colossians chapter 1 verse 22. In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. This is why he died. Without that, if you have not accepted Christ into your life, you are still blameable. You are still reprovable in the sight of God. Look at it in Colossians chapter 1 verse 22. He said, in the body of his flesh, through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. That is what we are talking about. That sin was the war partition between us and God. Sin is the one that has made us blameable and reprovable in God's eyes. But thank God. Thank God for Christ. For coming to destroy this war. However. However. We must believe. And receive this Jesus into our life. Before we can be free from our sins. And be at peace with God. This is a must. This is so important. We must. As a matter of fact. As a matter of truth. We must accept Jesus into our life. Underline the word must. There is no other way. There is no other way to be at peace with God. We must accept Jesus into our life. There is no other way we can be free. From our sins. And be at peace with God. See John, let's look at the book of John. Look at the book of John, chapter 14. I read from verse 6. I read verse 6, John, John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. I am the way. 
the truth, and the life. No man comment unto the Father but by me. So there is no other way. Jesus is the way. He's the way to God. He's the, he's the truth and he's the life. So we have no other way. We must accept him into our lives. Look at first John. Look at first John chapter one. First John chapter one verse nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is it. That is it. We must confess our sins. And he's faithful to forgive us. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is how you can accept Jesus into your life. You will come to him and confess your sins unto him. And accept him into your life. And let him be the Lord of your life. Let him be the God of your life. For he came to save us. Hallelujah. 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 Let's look at the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 12. Acts, chapter 4, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Neither there is no salvation in any other. Don't be fooled by any man to tell you that you don't need Jesus into your life. You can still go to God. You can still get to heaven without Jesus. You can't go, you can go through any, any other means without Jesus. You can get to heaven without Jesus. No! He is the only way. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. This is so important. You need Jesus into your life. No other. No other. No other. No other. No other. No other. Under heaven. None under heaven. No other apart from Jesus that we can be saved. Look at John chapter 1. Look at John chapter 1 verse 12. Hallelujah. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. Hallelujah. When you accept him, you become the son of God. He gives you power to become the son of God when you accept him, when you received him. Hallelujah. Will you receive him today? Dear friends, will you accept this grace of God today, this saving grace of God today into your life? That is the big question. But, it, but, but, but what is what is man's acting faith? What is man's your acting faith? What what does it mean? Mass acting faith is the, is the mass action, your action of believing and receiving this grace of God. You must believe and receive this grace of God into your life. 
You must believe and receive this grace of God into your life. It is now left for, for, for man to believe and receive this grace. God has already done his part. It is left for us to receive this grace, to believe and receive this grace. Hallelujah. Look at John, that same John, chapter 3, 15 to 19. John chapter 3, verse 15 to 19. Hallelujah. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the Holy Begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Hallelujah. What is your action? Mass acting faith is for you to believe and receive the grace of God into your life. Unfortunately, there are many people that love darkness more than light. The light has come. Jesus is the light of the world. He said, this is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. And men love darkness rather than light. He said, in verse 19, he said, this is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light. This is, this is so surprising. How can you love darkness more than light? Jesus is the light and he has come to the world. And now you are you have been told, receive this light. And you are saying, no, I like my darkness. This is so disturbing, so surprising. That men love darkness rather than light. Just like the man in the pit, which I'm, I'm keep referring to. The man in the pit has refused to take hold of this, this rope, this lifeline that will be thrown to him. When he had the opportunity to take it up and be saved and come out from that pit, he has refused. But by and by, the man is going to die there. He's going to die there because he has refused. Men love darkness rather than light. It's so surprising. So, what is your action for today? What are you going to do with the word of God that you are hearing right now? What are you going to do? Look at that same John. Chapter 1, I read verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He was in the world, he was on earth, and we knew him not. He came, in verse 11, he came into his home, and his own received him not. Did you hear that? He came into his home, and his own received him not. Today, a lot of people... They are rejecting Christ. They hear the word of God. They hear about Christ. 
they reject him and say, no, I don't need Christ into my life. Just like that man in the pit. No, take hold of that rope and come out. And he said, no, men love darkness rather than light. He came to his own and his own received him not. How long will you continue to reject him? The peace of God into your life. How long? How long? You must take this action. God will not take this action for you. The man in the pit, nobody can go to the pit and rescue him. He himself is to take hold of that rope and save himself. The same applies to you, to me. God has already given us the, the saving grace. It is not left for us to accept it. And God will not do this for us. He will not take this action of believing and receiving. This is faith. What is faith? Faith is believing and receiving. That is faith. God is, God is already done his part. We have to do our part of faith of believing and receiving. Hallelujah. He will not do this for us. He will not do this for us. He will not force us to do this either. Hallelujah. Look at Revelation chapter 3. Look at Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and we sup with him and he with me. Behold, he's standing at the door right now. The door of your heart is knocking. As you are hearing the word of God now, it is knocking. He said, if any man hear my voice and open the door. Nobody will open the door for you. You are the one that opened the door. He cannot force himself through the door. No. You must Open the door. If you don't, he will not come in. You must open the door of your heart. And when you open it, he said, I will come into him. He will come to you. He will save you and bring you to God and make you at peace with God. Hallelujah. You must open the door. Nobody, nobody can open the door for you except you. Only you, your father, your mother cannot open the door for you. You and only you must open the door for Jesus to come in. Hallelujah. Well, a lot of people think, we think, yeah, I am a good person. My works are good. I don't need anything in my life. I don't need Christ in my life. I don't do evil. I don't kill. I don't, I don't do any bad things. So I'm okay. You want to depend on your works? No. Your works cannot save you. Sorry, your works cannot save you. Your good works, your so-called good works cannot save you. And it's, it, your good work is not good before God. I say it again. Your good works is not good or are not good before God. They are evil and dirty. Your work cannot bring you to God. It's only Jesus that can bring you to God. Your so good, good works cannot make you to be at peace with God. It's only when you accept this grace of God 
who is Jesus to your life before you can have peace with God. I'd like us to look, look at Ephesians as I begin to round up this message right now. Ephesians chapter 2, where we took our text from. I'd like us to read in verse 8 to 9. Look at it. Verse 8 to 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Look at verse 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast. You can't be saved by your works. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Not of works, whether good or bad. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Hallelujah. Your works cannot save you. Brother, my sister, your words cannot save you. No matter what it is, no matter what they are, whether good or bad, they are not able to save you. Never. Look at Romans. Let's read Romans quickly. Romans chapter 11. Look at Romans chapter 11. I read verse 6, Romans 11, 6. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. And if by grace, then is it no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. Hallelujah. We're talking about grace, the saving grace. So, he is saying that if by grace, then it is not a works. You are, you are, we are saved by grace. You are saved. You can only be saved by grace, this saving grace. Not by works. Grace, I told you, is unmerited. We have been saved by this grace. Or, we, or you will be saved if you are not be saved by this grace and not of your work. So get that idea out of your mind that you are a good person. You are not good. No one is good before God without Christ. Hallelujah. No one, not even one person, even a newborn baby today is a sinner before God. Hallelujah. Because in sin did our mother conceive us. I will show you that in the word of God. But let's look at Romans. That's in Romans chapter 3. That's in Romans chapter 3. Look at verse 20 there. Look at verse 20. Come on, look at verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by law is the knowledge of sin. So, by the deeds of the law, the deeds of the law, whatever you are doing in the law that you say, I am keeping the law, I am doing this, I, I keep the Ten Commandments, I do this, I don't, I don't fornicate, I don't do this, you are still a sinner before God without Christ. They cannot justify you in the sight of God. For the law is a knowledge. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. That is the word of God. Look at quickly Second Timothy. Look at 2 Timothy. Come on, look at 2 Timothy chapter 1. Come on. 
chapter 1. Look at it. Verse 9. Look at it. Look at it. Who had saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So, not by our works. Not by your works. Not by your works. I like to give you some good apple, you know, of scriptures. Look at Titus. Look at Titus. Look at Titus. Chapter 3. Look at it. Verse 5. Look at it. Or let me read from verse 4. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It, say, it is not by works of righteousness. You say you are righteous by your good works. No, you are not righteous. You are a sinner. You are dirty before God. You are as dirty as a person that carries going to keep people. Yes. Sin is sin. You must accept Jesus into your life. Hallelujah. Look at it. Again, look at it. Look, look, look at look. Look and look. Look. Look at it. Look. Hallelujah. Chapter 18. You can look. Just have to look at it. Yes. Look chapter 18. Look at it. Luke chapter 18. I want to read verse 9 to 14. Just listen. This is a parable of, you know, of some people that call and say, I am a righteous person. Look at it. I read it. Luke chapter 18 verse 9 to 14. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves. <laughs> that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. A publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed to us with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, even as this, pub, this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing after off will not lift up so much as his eyes into heaven, but smooth his breast and, and saying, God, be merciful unto me, sinner, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. Who are you? What is your work? That you are saying I'm righteous. I don't kill. I don't steal. I don't do evil. I don't do evil to my neighbor. So I am okay. What do I need Jesus for? No, you need Christ into your life. Today, this is the opportunity. Your words cannot save you. Whether your words are good or they are evil, they cannot save you. Your good words cannot save you. You must accept Jesus into your life. That is how to be born again. You must be born again. 
Look at it in John chapter 3. You must be born again. Look at it. John chapter 3. You must be born again. John 3 verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except, that is the only one, except you be born again. Now do you become born again when you see Jesus into your life? Look at John, in that same John chapter 1. Look at verse 12. You must be born again. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. That is how to be born again. As many that have received him, Jesus, you have to receive him to your life. Then when you, when you receive him to your life, he will give you power to become the son of God. That is where your good word become good before God. Hallelujah. When you have accepted Jesus into your life. But without that, your good words are not good before God. Your so-called good works cannot make you good before God. Why? We are all sinners. Right from the time our mother conceived us. Even while we are conceived in our mother's womb, we are our sinners. I'd like to show it to you in the book of Psalm. Look at it in the book of Psalm. In sin did our mother conceive us. Psalm chapter 51. Look at Psalm 51. Verse 5, it reads, Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Yes, we are all sinners, even right from our mother's womb. So don't tell me that I am, I, 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 I am holy, 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 I am righteous, I am okay. You are not, you are dirty. And a sinner that needs Christ into your life. God has not condemned you. He said he didn't send his word to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved in John chapter 3, from verse 16 down. So he has not condemned you. He's coming to you to tell you today that you need this grace into your life. Jesus is calling you right now. You need to open the door of your heart today to him. Look at Ephesians. Ephesians, from where we took our test, Ephesians chapter 2, look at verse 3. Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind. And we are by nature, by nature, the children of wrath, even as others. So we are by nature, the children of disobedience, the children of sins. By nature, by nature, look at Romans, Romans, look at Romans, praise God, look at Romans, come on, look at Romans chapter 5 verse 12, Romans 5 12, wherefore, as by one man see enter into the world, by one man, Adam, by one man sin enter into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men. Upon what? All men. For, for that all I have sinned. All have sinned. All have sinned. All have sinned. Do you hear that? One man brought this sin. Adam brought this sin upon the world. 
and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men. That's why you see everybody must die. Hallelujah. For that all I have what? All have sinned. All have sinned. Look at that thing, Romans chapter. Chapter 3 now. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Romans 3, 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He didn't say some. All. You and I, we are all sinners before God without Christ. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So what are you saying? You need Christ into your life. Look at that same Romans chapter 3. Look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. Let's back up. Let's back up a little. Verse 10 to 12. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Not one. Do you hear that? There is none righteous. No, not one. There is none that understand it. There is none that seek it after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. Look at it. You that say your, your good work can, can save you. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. <laughs> not one that doeth good. So your good works are not good before God. So you need Jesus into your life. So we all need to receive Jesus into our life. Now. Make that decision. The word of God has come to you. What are you to do with it today? He has spoken your, the word to you right now. Are you ready to accept Jesus into your life? It is very simple. All you need to do, confess your sins to him. And repent. Accept Jesus into your life. And say, Lord, come and be the Lord of my life. Go before him in prayer. Tell him that you are a sinner. Tell him that God, come into my life right now. I accept you into my life. I believe that you came to die for me. I don't trust in myself anymore. I don't trust in my words anymore. I accept you, Jesus, into my life. Pray that prayer of a sinner. Just like that Republican. That publican that say, oh God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Don't be like that Pharisee that say, I fast twice a day. I pay my tithes. I do this. I do that. That is a religion. Come to, to Christ right now as a sinner. I say, Lord, be merciful unto me. Right now, come and be the Lord of my life. I surrender my life to you. And he said he will come into you when you open the door. And then begin. Get the Bible, the word of God, and begin to read the word of God. And go to a Bible-believing church. And begin to attend. And do your service to God. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. And this word that you have heard, please, you can share it to others. Don't keep it to yourself. Let other people hear the word of God. And the Lord bless you. Thank you, Shalom. I hope to be on your way again. In Jesus' name. Amen.